What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, John. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in beautiful Kinston, North Carolina. Today is hump day. It's Wednesday, March the 22nd in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 826 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game and perhaps at the end of the first hour today. Uh, we'll, we'll see how things go with uh, our good friend Junius Smith III here in our first hour. But before we jump into everything, ah, uh, did you miss me yesterday? I missed you. I know some of you did because it, it's awesome. Uh, well, let me tell you this first, man. Still fighting it a little bit too. Uh, just, uh, just under the weather yesterday. I guess is the best way to say it. And uh, just uh, pulled the plug on the show about forty-five minutes before it was supposed to get started. I want to thank Al Cannon. I want to thank Jason Bryant. Just all the folks over at WRNS for uh, working with me yesterday. And I know uh it was you know what i've said this before and i guess i'll continue to say it uh just i really do appreciate you guys i appreciate you mr clemens i appreciate uh just everybody who uh leo lockhart everybody who uh touched base with me and was like where are you and uh it was really awesome. It's good. Uh, you know, I've said this before. I'll be uh, doing the show as I am right now. And, you know, you feel like you're just talking to nobody because I'm just in here by myself, you know, just talking into the ether. And uh, I just realized uh, you guys are awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, I would put me at uh, <clears throat> I'm day to day, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> <coughs> uh Goodness gracious. I am day to day. I'm doing, I'm doing better than I was yesterday, but, uh, just, uh, keep you, uh, send me some good vibes this morning. I, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard, long two hours. So, uh, we're, we're, we'll plug our way through it though. But again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really do appreciate everybody that checked on me yesterday. Uh, when we post, I posted the birthday game yesterday and a lot of people put comments up there and then People were messaging me uh, after uh, after uh, the show started and CBS programming was going. I do appreciate you guys, and I mean that sincerely. I uh, will never, ever, ever, ever take for granted uh, this show and the people who listen to it, and you know the Keith Spences and the Pam Sheffields and the Greg Clemenses and the Leo Lockhart's and the all the folks that listen to this. You guys are awesome. The Shane Albies, the Ricky Whaley's. I mean, all you folks that. Uh, tune in every day and then like i said and check on me when i'm not doing well so yeah i'm giving you a big hug over the air right now i hope you can feel it oh there you go big hug listen we've got another great show for you here today coming up in less than uh, in fact in less than 15 minutes or so we're gonna have uh, the founder publisher and editor of the best dang local sports site here in north carolina's junius smith third Man, I've already prepped, and we've already been messaging this morning. Uh, we're going to get caught up on area sports. 
What's happening over at encmoments.com? We're going to throw in some NCAA tournament talk. We're going to talk some Don Trez and Damian Dunn. Man, just anything that pretty much comes to our mind, we will uh, we'll, we'll be talking uh, with Junius here, like I said, in about 15 minutes or so. And then in our second hour, we're going to be joined live. Listen, that conversation with Junius will be on our Spence Automotive guest line. However, in our second hour, we're going to be joined live and in color here in our plush well-lit studio with uh, Catherine Pearson from the Lenore Lenore Community College Foundation. There are a lot of great things going on over there. They've got their golf tournament that is, uh, what, right about a month away, I guess. Uh, just a bunch of stuff that's going on. Hold on. Let me get my little flyer here. Uh, da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. Where's the front page of it? Uh, May 18th. So uh, about two months away, though. But I know they need some teams for that. The Brian Hanks Show is a sponsor of it. I know uh, Matilda is coming up soon, uh, a play that they're going to be doing. And uh, we're a sponsor of that, too. In fact, we're sponsoring a lot of stuff, man. We need sponsors. Don't get it twisted. But, uh, man, uh, we the Brian Hanks Show trying to trying to spread our wings and spread our dollars out in the community. And uh, no better way to do it than with uh, Lenore Community College. But, again, Catherine, I don't know if she's bringing anybody with her today or not. But uh, definitely we'll have the great Catherine Pearson with us. And looking forward to our conversation with her in our second hour. Uh, so, there you go. That's your show today. Uh, Junie Smith's third in our first hour. Catherine Pearson in our second hour. And, heck, if you send me a text, I'll probably include you in the show, too. So, there you go. Uh, man, NCAA tournament. It uh, Yes, it is uh, uh, off today, but it will be back tomorrow. Uh, I've been thinking about, and maybe that's one of the things I'll talk to Junius about, too. Uh, they've got these pools now because everybody got knocked out in the uh, – in the what before the first day was over uh i think of uh, the 20 million brackets that espn had no one had a perfect bracket after the first day think about that they didn't they'd only played what 16 of the 32 uh games there in the first round and everybody had been knocked out all 20 million people but that's what happens when you have a number one seed get knocked out and you have a uh, you have virginia knocked out who's a four seed you had a two seed go out i mean when you combine all those that's what's going to end up happening but i've been thinking about putting together a, a sweet 16 bracket um so i don't know if i do uh, I'll, I'll hit you guys up on twitter and on facebook and it'd be fun to have a, a little contest like that. yeah i'd like to think i'd do a lot better in a 16 in the sweet 16 bracket than i did in the uh, the, the field of 64 but Goodness gracious, the way this tournament's going, who knows? But like I said, I'm going to save some of that talk for uh, Junius when he joins us here uh, in just a few minutes. Another thing we'll be talking to him about, and this has happened since we were on the air on Monday, uh, Damian Dunn uh, from Temple University. We had called it. I mean, he had already lost like three of his teammates, and uh, he's still got two years of eligibility remaining, but uh, he is uh, now in the transfer portal joining Dontrez Styles. Got a couple of things I want to uh, talk about with Junius and me just playing, uh, you know, the what if game. I mean, Justin Wright has now joined it from uh, North Carolina Central. And again, like I said, with Trez and uh, Damian Dunn, would it not be just awesome if the three of them hooked up and combined? All three of them took their, ta- uh, their talents to, oh, I don't know. ECU, wouldn't that be great? Or even NC State, Mr. Clemens, or wherever. And I got to tell you, it's one of the first things I saw uh, that uh, NC State is in hard on Damien. And I could see that. That I mean, he was all AAC last year. 
did some amazing things. I know that uh, Junius, I believe, thinks that you know that Damian could be NBA ready. I haven't seen his name on an NBA draft list yet. I'm not saying that's not possible and that he couldn't be an undrafted free agent or something like that, but I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for Damian to make it uh, to go into the NBA now, but man, wouldn't that be something to see Damian and Trez and uh, like I said, Justin Wright, if the three of them just called each other and said, you know what, why don't we put together our own little team? That would be amazing. It really would. If it was, whether it was in Greenville or Raleigh or wherever they went, course i would hope they would go to one of those two because it'd be easier for us to cover but uh man i'm telling you uh again another one of those topics we'll be talking to uh, junius about in our next hour and uh, i i've got to admit i didn't really get into it i know there's a lot of people on my twitter feed and uh on facebook who were really into it but uh the world baseball classic ended last night and uh, japan won uh three to two over the united states oh my god excuse me and uh no, the, the World Baseball Classic doesn't bore me. I'm sorry. It's just uh, I'm I'm uh, still beat up from yesterday and still whatever this thing is going on. But, man, what a game. It came down to uh, Otani uh, facing Mike Trout. Two teammates, on one on the mound, one at the plate. And uh, Otani uh, gets past Mike Trout, and Japan wins World Baseball Classic. Com- congratulations to uh, – well, I don't know if I have any Japanese uh, fans – friends that are fans but uh man what a game congratulations again to them and congratulations to the united states making it all the way to the final uh, a great uh world baseball classic for them too and maybe i'll get more into it next year but uh man if you're not fired up for baseball and listen this is wednesday we're gonna be starting wood ducks wednesdays here in a couple of weeks uh the season is literally just around the corner i mean when i say it's around the corner i mean uh our good friend shane albee University of Mount Olive, he doesn't play for Mount Olive, but he does. Uh, he calls it for uh, Mount Olive. Mount Olive taking on uh, the Down East Wood Ducks on Tuesday, April the 6th. That's right. That is, what, ele- or 13 days away. Cannot wait for that. That is going to be so much fun. Uh, and uh, I just can't wait to see where uh, where uh, Junior, uh, Junius, where uh, Shane is going to fall on that because, I mean, his every his heart and his diploma and everything else uh belongs to uh the University of Mount Olive, but he is now the full time voice of the Down East Wood Ducks. So uh I'm I'm very interested to see how that's gonna work out for him, how he's gonna call it. But well, you know what? We'll be able to pick his brain tomorrow about that and find out uh, where he is again, as we're only thirteen days away from that exhibition game over Historic Granger Stadium, and then we're only two weeks from tomorrow, so we're fifteen days away from the beginning of the season and uh, man just can't wait for that that's gonna be awesome down east wood ducks uh we're gonna see what they're gonna do this year so pretty excited about that okay uh let's get you caught up on all our hometown heroes and we'll start in the nba uh well i'll tell you yeah we'll start in the nba uh reggie in the uh, eighth place dallas mavericks they didn't play last night but they did play monday and since i wasn't here yesterday we'll talk about it a little bit uh they lost at memphis monday 112 to 108 Reggie started again. He had seven points, three rebounds, and three assists in 31 minutes. Uh, and uh, Luca's still out. Hopefully, Luca gets back. Listen, they've only got 10 games left in the regular season, as does New Orleans. So they, they've got to get something going. They are, like I said, they're in eighth place right now. And uh, so they're in the play in tournament right now. But if they could string together five or six wins, here in this final 10 games of the season. That would be uh, very good for them. But uh, like I said, Reggie uh, started that game on Monday. 
Seven points, three rebounds, three assists in 31 minutes. They are at home today versus Golden State. Uh, that game will start at 7.30, and it is on ESPN, so you can watch uh, Reggie in that game tonight. They uh, do a home-and-home home with Charlotte. They're home Friday against Charlotte, and then Sunday they're at Charlotte at 1 o'clock, and that game on Sunday starts a five-game road trip for uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So, uh, man, I hope Luka is back for that. I, I'd really like to see Dallas uh, – Make a run in the playoffs this year. So there you go. Uh, that's uh, Reggie and the Mavericks. How about Brandon and the Pelicans? Man, an easy win last night, a good win. I got to tell you, this gotta, I got to brag on my girl, uh, Linda. Uh, me and the boys were here. We were doing some recording last night, uh, me and John and Jonathan. You know, we, uh, doing like I said, just doing some recording here in the Plush Well-Lit Studio. And uh, come out of the come out of here about eight o'clock or so last night, and uh, I go in the man cave, and Linda is watching Brandon and the Pelicans. Didn't even ask her to do it; she's just sitting there watching. It was awesome, man. So, uh, uh, and they had a great game. So, Linda, I think you have to watch all the rest of the Pelicans game this year on your own because uh, you bring the Pelicans luck, and they won last night. Uh, they're thirty-five and thirty-seven. Listen, they're only a game back of Dallas. Yet they're four positions behind them in the playoffs. Dallas is 36 and 36. The Pelicans are 35 and 37. Like I said, just one game back, but they're in 12th place. They're not even in the playoffs right now if it were to start today. But, uh, man, a great game. Like I said last night, the Pelicans won at home versus San Antonio, 119 to 84. A big 35 point win for them. And Brandon showed out, man. I'm telling you, 32 points. Four rebounds, seven assists, and a blocked shot in 31 minutes. Uh, they play again Thursday. Uh, they they play Charlotte. Man, Charlotte's getting a, a taste of Kinston over the next uh, four or five days or so because uh, they are home. Uh, New Orleans and uh, Brandon are at home against Charlotte on Thursday. Then on Saturday, they travel to Los Angeles to take on the Clippers, and that begins a four-game road trip for uh, the Pelicans. So, uh, sending lots of good vibes to Dallas and to New Orleans for our two uh, Kenstonians and hopefully uh, make it a good run here at the end of the season. Uh, the uh, Lenore Community College Lancers baseball team, they uh, host the William Peace University JVs today at 2. Then they host a doubleheader Saturday at home uh, at noon against Richard Bland. They'll play at 12 and then a game immediately after that. And then they travel to Petersburg, Virginia Sunday for a nine-inning game against Richard Bland. So uh, they're 15 and 10 overall right now. The Lancers are eight and five. Coming off a weekend that wasn't that great. Dropped two or three games to Bryant and Stratton over the weekend. So uh, some room to make up, and hopefully they'll be able to do that this week. And I tell you what, while we're talking about Lenore Community College, let's uh, let's throw them their uh, morning thank you. Listen, thank you so much to Lenore Community College because for almost 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenson at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you could change your life today. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show almost since the jump. Definitely one of our day one sponsors. Who I want to hit real quick. Thank you to LCC. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare. We'll give them their proper thank you in the second hour when uh, Catherine Pearson is in here because they are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the show. Thank you to GoEco Office Automation 
a proud sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show and another one of our day ones and the sponsor of our birthday game. Thank you to Spence Automotive, my good friend, uh, Keith Spence. Man, I was hoping to get my car over there. Uh, before I, I'll be in Charlotte tomorrow and I'll talk more about this tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, very honored. You've, you've heard, uh, Jerry Valancourt on this show before, as you know, he passed away a couple of months ago and, uh, we've been invited, uh, Linda and I've been invited to, uh, his memorial service. That's going to be, uh, in uh, Charlotte tomorrow. And like I said, I'm sure I'll talk more about it tomorrow and then definitely on Friday when we get back from it. Um, uh, but I'm very much looking forward to going and Honoring one of the, uh, one, my mentor, one of the great guys out there. And, uh, like I said, we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but I was hoping to get to Spence automotive and get my car looked at before I head to Charlotte. Uh, but, uh, Spence, it doesn't look like I'm going to get over there. Uh, <laughs> I hate it too. Cause I don't have my cruise controls not working right now. And there's one thing when you're driving a Mustang with what, 500 horsepower, the last thing you need to do is uh, be out on the open road and look down and you're going 90, 95, and it doesn't even feel like you're doing that. Uh, but when you can set the cruise control and everything's good, and Spence would do that for me, but I, if I had the time, just time, 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 getting away from me. But, hey, you know what? Listen, give Keith a call at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you, and I promise you he will take as good care of you as he does of me. But, again, our day one sponsor, he's one. Uh, Woodman life is one Rendell parrot Academy is one. And then I uh, got to thank uh, one of our newer sponsors too, uh, the Kinston police department. They are looking for police officers. Uh, if you've ever wanted to be in law enforcement, this is your chance to do it. So many things are offering right now over the Kinston police department. Uh, they'll help you get into BLET. They'll help you get into everything else. And again, if you're listening to this, you know what? Keith Spence, you're working on a car right now. You're opening up the shop and you're like, you know what? I always wanted to be a police officer. Well, by golly, you still have the chance to do it. You're a young man at heart. Give him a call at 252-939-3208 or Pam Sheffield. Would you like to be a police officer? Well, by golly, you can do that too. Uh, like I said, give a uh, Sergeant Moody, a call at the Kenson Police Department at 252-939-3208, and you can, uh, you can be a police officer with the Kenson Police Department. You can get all the information, everything you need by going there. So uh, i tell you what, like I said, we're going to get a – do I want to hit anything else? You know what, let's hit these uh, sports results, uh, these prep sports results. But we'll do that when we get Junius up here on the line with us here in just a moment. And let's go ahead and give him a call. But i tell you what, let's thank a rental pair to Cammy. I know that's one of his sponsors too, and I love to double dip and uh, talk about – People who sponsor both of us in Rendell Parrot Academy is definitely that. David Moody, man, head of school over Parrot Academy, one of the good guys. Got to see him uh, last week at an LCC function. Just one of the, Like I said, just one of the good dudes, he and his beautiful wife. But that's not why uh, we're so happy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kenston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kenston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Wilson, Trenton, Newburn, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. Uh, APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or do like Junius Smith III and I do. We visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road, don't we, Junius? We certainly do. They are one of the good guys, and I know that's what I was saying right before I pulled you up. I like to do the uh, like to do these reads with you of uh, – Sponsors that sponsor both the Brian Hanks Show and ENCMoments.com, right? 
And it means a lot to me. It really does. I know it does, dude. How you been, man? I mean, we didn't talk to you last week. I can't remember what happened. Did we? I, I had somebody come on that I couldn't get on any other time. And you graciously uh, moved your time, uh, decided, or I asked you if you minded giving up your spot last week, and you graciously said yes. But having done that, man, it's been half a month. It's been two weeks since we've talked to each other. It really has been. I mean, like, I know we've texted back and forth on occasion, but for the most part, just being able to do this again just feels good. I miss your voice, Junius. Oh, Lord. (laughs) If anything, we definitely message about uh, my gangster cat, uh, Stormy. I mean, did I tell you? And this has happened since I talked to you last, dude. He uh, killed another bird, brought it up to the doorstep. Uh, You'll love this, dude. Linda took it. It was still barely breathing or whatever. So Linda, you know, know, picked it up in in a shovel, you know, gently took it to the edge of the uh, woods or whatever and dropped it off there. Can you believe that that OG cat brought it back to the doorstep again? Yeah, he was trying to send a message. (laughs) Well, what is that message then, Junius? Don't play with me. <laughs> there you go. Dude, is he not? He, he's, he, he, we you know, I don't know if I told you this or not, but he got him a little kitty, you know, two pairs of, uh, what, what the, what are the, what are the shoes you and Scott talk about all the time? Oh, black forces. <laughs> he got him two pairs of black forces. You know, he's got the bandana around his head and the, the, you know, the cigarette poking out of his mouth. He just see, he doesn't care, dude. Yeah, he is the Jay Cutler of cats. <laughs> there you go. Junius Smith the third joining us. Man, like I said, a lot of things have happened uh, since we had you on last week, or I mean two weeks ago. And I just kind of want to go through some scores of last night. I thought we'd do that together. You've got them up on encmoments.com. But uh, I, I don't know. I got to tell you, I had Robert Kravitz and Kenny Sutton on, on uh, Monday's show. I'm not sure. Uh, I think this has happened like the last three times I've had Coach Kravitz on. I have him on a show. Then he loses his next game, man. I don't know if he's going to have me back on anymore, but uh, they took on Wilmington uh, Coastal Christian last night in Kenson. They lose 7-3. to three. They now fall to 7-3 and three overall. But I tell you what, still a very nice start to a, a team that only has two seniors on the squad, Junius. And that's one thing you have to watch when it comes to Parrot. I mean, yeah, it's a young team, but the core is going to be intact for years to come. It's amazing. He was telling me about a player, and I apologize. I don't have his name. You probably know it off the top of your head. But a kid that's a 10th grader, but has been starting at catcher for him since he was a 7th grader. So you've got a 10th grader. You've got a sophomore, and you think, oh, that's an underclassman. Not really. You've got a player that's been playing for you for three years, and that is one of the unique situations that can happen at a Parrot Academy and probably happen at a Bethel Christian Academy too. But when you have that kind of uh, – what experience behind the plate and uh like i said i mean they, they are a team full of uh, freshmen and sophomores but a team that has experience juniors and that's the greatest thing about it when it comes to private schools you know you you have kids that play from seventh grade or eighth grade but just having that additional year or two of experience can work wonders because as a sophomore like by the time they're a sophomore even as a freshman you know they're not exactly an underclassman they've got the the experience they've got the ability and they know 
they know what to do out there. You're absolutely right about that. Again, Junior Smith, third on the line with us. And again, we're talking about all these results from last night. Go to encmoments.com. You can get that. You can even get a softball game store, and we'll get down to that in a second. But uh, let's keep going through these scores from last night, dude. Uh, Bethel wins 7-5 to five over Faith Christian. So maybe Kenny Sutton won't be mad at me since I had him on Monday's show, too. But yeah, have you had a chance? Uh, to, again, another roster, only one senior on that uh, Trojans roster this year. What are you anticipating for uh, Bethel this year? I'm anticipating an all right season. Um, I haven't seen them play yet, but I'm excited to have the opportunity soon. Well, there you go. Uh, Kenston. Man, uh, 25 to nothing loss to Southwest Onslow. And we know Southwest is going to be good this year. We know because North Lenore was there this past Friday night and escapes with a 7-6 to six victory. Well, I think it was 7-6 to six or 8-7. to seven. I know it was a one-run victory. But, uh, man, I tell you what, where do you want to go? Let, let's talk Kenston first. I mean, still struggling, man. New coach. We had him on the show last week, too, and uh, Andrew McLeod. But uh, is this... Is this pretty much what we're going to be able to expect from Kenson this year, dude? Pretty much. I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't pick them, picture them going winless this season. But it's one of those things where, you know, against some of the upper echelon teams like South Lazonzo, like um Kenson, I mean, like North Nor and like South Nor, it's going to be much tougher for them. And I mean, like you said, South Lazonzo is not a bad team. I mean, they they did play North Nor tough. I'm um, seven to six and. It was seven to three in the seventh inning, so they've got ability, and this East Central Conference is very top heavy. It really is. That's a very good point. I mean, we know obviously, and we're going to get to North and North uh, here in a minute. They postponed their game from last night uh, because of a field situation. And I listen. I know you appreciate it too. I really do appreciate uh, Coach Massey getting that information out, tagging you and I on it uh, to let us know that the game had been moved to Thursday. But uh, we know North and North is good. We know South and North is going to have a pretty good team, and uh, we know Southwest Onslow is pretty good. I, I, is that the cream of the crop in uh, in the uh, East Central Two A, dude? Easily. Okay, South. And, go ahead, please. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, we're going to get to see even more because um, South and North is actually traveling to South Onslow on Friday, so we'll get to see how the Blue Devils fare. Oh. That is going to be awesome. That should be a very good game, too. Uh, but last night, South Lenore, I had to double-check and triple-check this to make sure it was accurate, but South Lenore and James Keenan last night, 15-13 to 13 win for the Blue Devils, Junius. Yeah, like, you want to talk about a shootout? <laughs> well, this is on baseball, so slugfest. It definitely has for sure. But South Lenore improves to five and two overall they're still undefeated three and zero in the east central 2a like you said man a huge game coming up against southwest onslow on uh friday but another good win for them last night let's switch lanes over to the eastern plains 2a and what about green central one to nothing win over southwest edgecombe last night they're still undefeated in the eastern plains six and three overall but three and zero in the eastern plains dude and the thing about Southwest uh, Edgecombe, they are not a bad team. They came in six and one, and they had a they had a pitcher of their own that threw for ten strikeouts. I'm only allowed four hits in a complete game, but Austin Hardy, my goodness, like that was his second big game of the season. He had seventeen strikeouts in this one. Seventeen strike, dude. Okay, let me do some math here, Junius. And you know, math is not my strong suit, so have patience with me. If it's a seven inning game, times that's twenty one outs. So you're telling me 17 of his 21 outs were strikeouts. 
They were. He only allowed one hit, and he had just one walk. Wow. Good grief. What's his name again? Austin Hardy. He's a junior. Very good, man. Is anybody looking at him? I don't know. Like as far as the recruiting trail, like I would kind of leave it alone until it actually happens. There you go. Well, I tell you what, man. Again, I love. I saw up on Facebook that uh, Green Central Athletics had uh, a picture of a uh, Coach Fulgham, Rabbit Fulgham, in a uh, golf cart watching a game last night. And I got to tell you, dude, I know he's a little bit before your time, but you're familiar with Rabbit, right? Oh yeah. Then you know, I mean, the Hall of Famer, he's in several Halls of Fame, he's in the North Carolina High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame, he's in the uh, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame, just an, an amazing coach who uh, won, I believe, six state championships at Green Central, and even won a basketball championship back in the 60s, too, as a head coach, and it's just good to see him. Uh, I, I got to tell you, if I were trying to guess, I mean, bear in mind, dude, he won as a coach a basketball championship in, like, I think in 1961. Dude, that was 62 years ago. How old do you think that old man is right now, dude? There's no telling. He's got to be in his 80s. <laughs> well, you got to figure, dude, for 62 years ago, and I believe that was his first or second year coaching. So let's say he was even 22. That means he that 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 young man's at least 84, 85 years old and getting around better than I am, dude. Hey, you know what? <laughs> He's been around sports his whole life. I mean, he can't, can't do anything but salute him. There you go. Okay, last uh, team in the uh, Eastern Plains 2A. In our neck of the woods, anyway, Aiden Grifton defeats uh, Farmville Central in Farmville, uh, nine to eight yesterday. And uh, man, how about the Chargers, Junius? Six and three overall, two and one in the Eastern Plains two A. Are, are the Chargers back? The thing about Aiden Grifton, they are not going to quit this season. On they've had several games where, you know, I think it was not about one run. They had one game where they had to come back um, and score three runs in the seventh to win seven to six. So. They, they're a team that you have to watch out for until the very last out. Well, that's the, the neat thing about Eden Grifton. When I first got here, they were a traditional, just like Green Central. I mean, uh, they've won a couple of state championships in baseball, too, and just a, a, a very solid program. I know they'd had a couple of down years. It's good to see these, these programs that used to be traditional powerhouses, like a Green Central, like an Aiden Grifton, just having good seasons this year, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. It's beautiful watch. There you go. Okay. Uh, today, or I'm sorry, uh, tomorrow night's games. Uh, we have no prep baseball games today. If I'm uh, looking at my schedule right here and you know where I got my schedule from, don't you? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. ENCmoments.com. That's where I go because everything is in a, a tight, concise manner. You know what time the games are going to be played, what day the games are going to be on all that, but, uh, no games today in baseball, but, uh, tomorrow, uh, Parrot Academy uh, travels to Greenfield to or travels to Wilson to take on Greenfield. That's a four o'clock game. Uh, Liberty Christian visits uh, Bethel Christian. That's a four o'clock game. Six o'clock. Kenston uh, goes to Warsaw to take on James Keenan. And then uh, I, I do want to make a point about this. And I know you want to thank uh, Coach Massey too for letting us know. There's nothing worse than going to uh, a site for a game. And I know this has happened to you before, Duke, because I know it happened to me plenty of times, especially in spring sports. And you pull up and you're like. Where are all the cars? You walk out to the field. Where are all the fans? And then there's nobody there. But Coach Massey made sure that wasn't going to happen yesterday as uh, they rescheduled their game. And I believe he said there was a pipe burst or something under their field, had a bubble or something, had to work on that. Well, that's what it was, wasn't it? I believe so. 
there you go. So uh, Wallace Rose Hill will be visiting uh, North Lenore tomorrow, and that game will be at 6.30. Like I said, that uh, Kinston-James uh, Keenan game, that'll be a six. Thank you, Linda. Uh, she 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 brought me some water and some Tylenol, so uh, she's she's the best. Okay, anything uh, else before we uh, switch over to softball that you'd like to talk about? Uh, uh, prep baseball here, Junius. No, I'm still I'm still working on trying to figure out all of these teams and who's good, who's not, and it's really starting to come clear. Well, there you go. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, let's switch over to softball and a game that, and I gotta tell you. I had no idea that uh, North Lenore softball had uh, switched over to a new coach, uh, Bobby Hatcher. The uh, I guess he's a first-year coach. I mean, now the, here's how I know Bobby. He used to have on his Twitter feed that he was the more talented, less motivated brother of Chris Hatcher. Right. <laughs> but, uh, again – uh, three to one win over Wallace Rose Hill. They are now five and one overall two and oh, in the conference, you did this game yesterday. You were, uh, in a wheat swamp for that game. You can read this game story at encmoments.com. Tell me a little bit about this North and North team and their uh, new head, uh, baseball coach junius. You know, what's funny. Like it's really the attitude of this team that's going by the one where they feel like, Hey, we can, we can beat just about anybody on our schedule. And they have, they've proven it because Wallace Rose Hill they are a power. You know, we talk about them, baseball, like um, North North, South North, and South South Edgecombe. I mean, I'm South South And in softball, it's North North, South North, and, and Wallace Rose Hill. And the way that this team was able to hang with Wallace Rose Hill and then eventually get the, run, get the win, I was impressed. This was a game to me that I felt like it was going to tell me how good North North was or wasn't. And they more than proved themselves. What stood out the most to you yesterday during that game, Junius? A combination of both the pitching because um, Haley Fowler and Maddie Rouse both did excellent jobs on the mound for North North, but also the team's attitude. I mean, they have such a control about them. Uh, Rouse actually hit a two-run home run late in the game to, to provide the difference. And when I talked to Bobby Hatcher over the, after the game, you know, he was just really matter-of-fact about everything. He was just one of those things where it was just like, look, we just played our game. Well, like I said, that was breaking news to me when I read that in your story about Bobby Hatcher being the coach over there now, uh, which, of course, you know now I'm going to try to get – I got to get him up here on the show sometime in the, within the next week or so, maybe even try tomorrow maybe. But uh, my point being, uh, what what kind of coach is he going to be? What I mean, is he uh, – I mean, is he conservative? Is he somebody that gets out there and is going to – you know, uh, chance a lot of things still in bases. What what kind of coach do you think he's going to be for North Lenore, dude? I think he, he's going to be more conservative. He's going to be a steady hand for that team because ultimately, you know, it is the young team. I think they have only two seniors as well. Wow. But the big the biggest thing for North Lenore, and I think what um, Bobby Hatch is really trying to implement is, look, don't get too high or too low because we can – match up with these teams. I mean, a lot of the girls, like, they play travel ball. They know what to expect. And, you know, you, you can compete. So don't don't get too down on yourself. There you go. That voice you're listening to is Junior Smith III. He's the uh, founder, publisher, editor 
of encmoments.com, and he was out there at that game last night between North Lenore and Wallace Rose Hill. A big three to one win for the Hawks, and again five and one overall, two and zero oh in the East Central Two A. Dude, let's go to deep run. Uh, how about uh, South Lenore? Uh, and now Keenan, we know Keenan's not that great. They're two and three overall now, and zero and two in the conference. But South Lenore uh, leaves Warsaw with a fourteen to one victory yesterday. They're now four and three overall. But the most important number there is three and zero in the East Central Two A. We knew they played a tough schedule to start. Uh, you know the regular season. Were you at all ever worried about uh, Coach Harvey in this uh, South and North squad? Not in the slightest. I mean, it's one of those things where South and North knows what to do, and even though the the record is a little misleading, again, you have to remember who they played on. They lost to Richland twice. They lost um, to Wilmington and Hoggard. So, I mean, those are really good teams. Yeah, you're talking about Hoggard. That's a 4A team that is uh, going to be challenging for a conference championship and maybe even going pretty deep in the playoffs. And then Richland, a 3A team who is, uh, who's been good. As good as, Nor- uh, as South and North was last year, who was that one regular season loss to last year? South and North. No, South and North. Who was their one regular season loss to last year? Wasn't it to Richland's? I believe so, but I'm going to have to go back and check. Yeah, I believe – I think it was. I think it was early in the season they rolled off – However long that winning streak was, it took them all the way into the playoffs. But anyway, uh, how how good is this South North team? And hey, I got it. Well, that's part one of my question. How good are they? And uh, how excited are you for when North North and South North end up meeting up this year? First off, I want to say I'm extremely excited when North North and South North meet up because that is going to be a crazy game. But South North, you know, their offense is definitely going to be there this year. The question is, you know, how, how's the pitching going to be? And, I mean, they, they've gone more of a platoon with um, May Grace Byer, Callie Tindall, a little bit of um, Kayla Sassnet. So, if all three of them can continue to, to hold their crafts, they're going to be all right. Uh, and here's the neat thing. We are talking about North Nor and South Nor. Both of them play today. They both play non-conference games today against very good teams. North Nor, like we said, is 5-1. and one. They host uh, North Pitt today. That game is at 5 o'clock. And then South Lenore, they're at home today, taking on a very good Midway team who is seven and 7-1. And you know what? This is what I admire, Junius. I know you're in the same boat as me, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Maybe you're not, but I, th- I feel like you are. I love when good teams like North North softball and South North softball, that they, you know what? They could cruise and just, you know, just play conference games, but they schedule these tough out-of-conference games to make themselves better, don't they? I think about conference central. I think like um, a year, two, three, whatever, like um, they had a motto, nowhere to hide. And I love it when these teams are able to just just take that on and say, look, we know we can win our division or we know that we can be extremely competitive on our division. Let's go out there and, and play other teams that are going to make us tougher. I mean, I look at the first flight. I mean, the fact that, yeah, the record may not have been the greatest in the world at 18 and 10, but you look at who they played, oh, yeah. and ultimately, they made a run. And that, and, and again, that's what good teams do. They're not scared of competition. I and mean, those were great examples that you used there, too, Junius, between Farmville Central and First Flight. They will take on all comers, and uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, that we've discovered about uh, North and North and South North and softball too. And you know what? I mean, it's just, I got to tell you, this is where I know I really do feel, I mean, Lisa Smith now gone at, uh, 
at uh, South Lenore. And uh, didn't Heather Heather Carson coach the softball team last year, right? No. Okay. Who was a softball coach last year at South Lenore? I, it was a combination of Kayla Lane and um, and Ashley. I cannot think of her last name for the life of me right now. Oh, don't you love when I put you on the spot like that, dude? Think I'm Ashley Heath. <laughs> Ashley Heath, there you go. But still, like I said, longtime coaches for both those programs who now have uh, turned it over to uh, the next generation. And I just, dude, I got to tell you, man, I love Bobby Hatcher. I got to get out there and see a North North game. Is he animated when he's out there? Is he calm? How is he out in the on the in the in the dugout and uh, in the coach's box? I couldn't really, really see him from my vantage point yesterday, but he he basically stayed calm the whole way. Well, there you go. I got to tell you, man, I got to get out there and see them. But there, uh, but again, good programs there. Uh, Kinston, though, last night, dude, lose 17 to nothing at home to uh, the Stallions of uh, Southwest Onslow. They are now 0-6, 0-3. We talk about baseball at Kinston. I'd lo- I would so love to see Kinston softball become successful. I know you would too, right? Or have yeah, some, or not have not some success. Anyway, I'm sorry, have some success, right? Without question, I mean, I went to see um Kinston softball early this year, and it it was just it was just tough. Yeah, it really is. But uh, like I said, today's games, there are two of them. We've been talking so much about North Lenoir and South Lenoir. If you want to see North Lenoir, they are at home at five o'clock today against North Pitt, and then South Lenoir is at home against Midway. That game is at six o'clock. And again, I got that schedule from encmoments.com. That's where you should go to. Real quick, uh, let let me. I got to tell you, man, girls soccer, I've been impressed. Again, I've not seen either one of them yet, but North Lenore wins against Wallace Rose Hill last night. Uh, North Lenore is now 1-1 one one in the conference, 3-4-1 overall, but a 2-1 to one win against uh, the Bulldogs of Wallace Rose Hill. How about South Lenore going uh, to Warsaw last night and beating James Keenan 6 to nothing, and now they are 2-0 and in the conference. Now, listen, I'm not even going to sit here and try to say that you know they've become soccer powerhouses or anything like that, but it has been a long time coming to have, uh, like I said, both of them five, two games into the schedule, and they're five hundred or better in the conference. What is happening at North and Orange, South and Orange soccer, dude? You know, it's just a combination of you know finding the right opponents and just hitting the right stride. So hopefully, it continues as time goes on. Well, uh, that's one of the things that I've been impressed with with the East Central. I mean. You have Southwest Onslow for, and listen, Onslow County soccer is no joke. Duplin County soccer is no joke either. I just hope they can keep this up. That'll be really, really neat. We've got uh, two games in soccer tonight, and both of them at North Lenore and South North. Southwest Edgecombe, uh, winless Southwest Edgecombe visits North Lenore, who's 3-4-1. and one. That game is at 6 o'clock, and then South Lenore is at home against West Craven uh, out of the Eastern Plains 2A who is uh, 0-2 overall. Uh, so, I mean, a chance for North Lenore and South Lenore to add, put another uh, digit in that win column, right? Definitely see it, and I'm hoping that both of them are able to pull it off. That will be awesome. Again, Junius Smith third joining us from encmoments.com. Well, that pretty much covers the gamut of spring sports. Anything you want to uh, – before – because i got to talk to you about your bracket, and I definitely want to talk to you about Dontrez and Damian here in a moment. But uh, just wanted to pick your brain real quick about uh, uh, any any other prep sports. And I hate to admit this. I was – like I said, I was out of commission all weekend 
at uh, ECU. We're not out of commission. I was at ECU all weekend working baseball and softball. So I didn't really get a chance. To, uh, where are we at with the ENC moments, uh, all uh, all basketball teams, all ENC moments teams? You know, I, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm lazy with it. It's just like six million things going on. But hopefully I can get this done as soon as possible. Well, very good. Uh, leading candidates, I mean – I got, you know, and I don't want you to give away anything that you, because I know you've been getting your numbers and everything from your uh, coaches and everything in the area, but uh, this will be a fun little exercise. Like, who are your finalists, your three finalists, say, for coach of the year? Your three finalists or four finalists for player of the year, boys and girls, uh, Junius? For boys, the the finalists are uh, Trey Shotlins from North Noor, KJ Harper from, um, from Green Central, and I still haven't figured out if I'm going to go with Tamir Moore from, from Kinston or Jalen Cobb from Kinston. Meanwhile, my coaching candidates for finalists are uh, North and North Anthony Lawson, uh, Green Central's Blue Edwards, and Kinston's Terry Tindall. For the girls' side, um, it's a rental pair. It's um, Rachel Conquo, Kinston's Zanai Perry, and uh, South and North is on Gracie Howard. And he could also throw um, Green Central's Arlie Mason in the mix. And then for a coach of the year, uh, you got um, Ronald Paris, Kelly Johnson, uh, Green Central's um, Tammy Elbert, and then South North Donald Moore. Well, there you go, man. Those are all great candidates, and I can't wait to see when that comes out. And I saw uh, something that you had, uh, I think you were tagged on or something, but is there's an all-star game coming up. Isn't there an ENC all-star basketball game coming up soon? There, There is. Um, it's a combination of Hoop State and um, – and power flex that are put it together in Wilson on Saturday. Um, both Miramir and Jalen are, are scheduled to play in it. And as far as on um, the girls, like that'll come out on Thursday. Well, very good. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa! You, did you just bring Miramir's going to be able to play? I thought he was. I thought he had had surgery. Well, according to the to the sheet, he should be playing. Man, that would be awesome. I I hope he de- hope he realizes though that uh you know where now where did he declare? Is he declared where he's going to school yet, Junius? I haven't heard anything. Okay, I know I hadn't either. I just didn't know. Uh, what about Jalen? Has he uh, decided where he's going to school yet? And that's another I haven't heard yet. So hopefully they'll let us know very soon. Well, very good. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and where's that going to be taking place at? That All Star game you were talking about. Uh, it'll be taking place at Wilson Greenfield, I believe. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, uh, that that's pretty exciting. Uh, so we're all the way caught up on prep sports. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, i tell you what, I want to save the best for last. We'll save uh, the Dontrez and Damian talk for last. How's your bracket, Junior Smith the third? I don't know. I never, I never made one, and I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, dude, you need to be thankful. You're going to love this, dude. I'm in a pool with 40 people in it. Okay, so uh, right. guess what place your boy uh, Brian Hanks is in? Seven. In what? Seven. No, man. You you think a, a lot better of me than uh, I actually am, dude. Try. Uh, Try. I, I want to look it up because I want to make sure it's because there's a lot of people listen to the show who uh, uh, will will hold on. Uh, out of uh, 40 entries, I'm in 33rd place, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not good. And uh, and dude, I have zero chance of winning the whole thing, man. I got Duke. I had Duke 
taking on Kansas for the championship. Both of them are gone, dude. So, uh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, my bracket is, uh, is not in a good way. Well, of the teams that are remaining, dude, uh, who are you looking at? Who do you think's got the strongest chances of, uh, of mainly of making it to the, you know what, dude, this will be a fun little thing for us to do here. Uh, let me get it up here. I'd love to, I kind of did this the other day with Panicelli. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, just game by game and getting us to the final four here, Junius, Alabama, San Diego state. Who do you have in that? Uh, roll tie. Give me Alabama. There you go. Creighton versus Princeton. Creighton. I feel like the magic's going to run out of Princeton. Dude. I tell you what, man, have you watched any of their two games though? I have. Dude, they've beat Arizona and Missouri. I mean, two teams in the, you know, have been top 25 teams pretty much the entire season. Dude, I would love to see Princeton win, dude. I mean, absolutely uh, love to see them win, wouldn't you? I mean, it'd be great to see them win, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, me too. So then you have Alabama and Creighton uh, come uh, in the East or in the South final. Who you got winning that one? Alabama versus Creighton. Alabama. There you go. There's your one uh, one uh, final four team. Let's look at the other ones. Uh, let's go down or go to the east. Tennessee, who knocked off Duke, and I know that broke your heart, Junius. I mean, you. I, I know there were many tears shed for that. <laughs> well, four-seeded Tennessee taking on ninth-seeded Florida Atlantic, who beat Fairleigh Dickinson in the, in the round of 32. Who you got in that, Tennessee versus FAU? I'm going with Tennessee because they, they were just they were just beating Duke up. Yeah, they were. like that wasn't it wasn't even basketball. Like they were just beating them up. And you really were heartbroken, right? Why would I be? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the other uh, Sweet Sixteen game in the South, Kansas State taking on Michigan State. I'm actually going to go with Michigan State. I just feel like Tom Izzo has a couple tricks up his sleeves. There you go. So they're the seventh seed, making it to the regional final, according to Junius. Then uh, Tennessee versus Michigan State, who you got? Okay. Let's see. Tennessee versus Michigan State. I'll probably go with Tennessee. Dude, two, you, just you and Panicelli, exactly the same right now. Uh, two SEC teams making it to the final four out of their bracket. Let's go over to uh, the Midwest. Houston taking on the very last team from the ACC. If I'd have told you, Junius, before the season started, there's only going to be one ACC team in the Sweet 16. First, you would have probably said Carolina, right? Probably not. I might have said Miami or something. Well, that's who it is. It's Houston versus Miami. How much of a chance do you think Miami has against Houston? They got about a 30% chance. The thing about Houston is, you know, they're a great team, but sometimes they can make some, some weird decisions. But I feel like they're going to win this game. Well, I think it depends on whether how much Sa- – because Sasser wasn't 100% in uh, the first two rounds, but they had enough to beat, I mean, uh, Northern Kentucky and Auburn. So it wasn't like it was that tough for them. But I think it, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be one of the better games, but uh, I'm with you. I think Houston's going to win that. Then uh, Chalk on the bottom side of that is uh, second-seeded Texas, third-seeded Xavier. Who you got? You know what? I'm probably going to go with Xavier in an upset. Wow, that would that definitely would be an upset. Then, then Houston versus Xavier for the uh, Final Four berth out of out of the Midwest. Give me Houston. Uh, there you go. So you've got Houston there. Our final bracket then is uh, Arkansas, who pulled off the big 72 to 71 win over Kansas in the round of 32. They're the eight seed. 
They are taking on UConn, uh, who is a four seed. Uh, who you got in that? Arkansas and UConn. Uh, I'm going to go UConn. Okay. And then the bottom part of that uh, bracket is Gonzaga taking on uh, UCLA. Uh, I tell you what, two two powerhouses in the uh, in Western United States and NCAA tournament basketball. Who you got in that? Gonzaga versus UCLA. I don't trust Gonzaga for anything. Give me UCLA. You know, there's a lot of people who've picked Gonzaga, though. You know that, right? I know, and they're all going to be disappointed. There you go. UConn, UCLA for uh, the Final Four berth out of the West. Who you got? I'm going to go with UCLA. There you go. I got. Here's what's scary. I know you probably didn't get a chance to listen to uh, Monday's show, but how about that that's exactly the same Final Four that uh, Panicelli had, too? What, Alabama and Tennessee coming out of the left side, and then Houston and uh, – and uh, UCLA coming out of the right side of the bracket, too. I won't get your national championship picks. We'll wait till, uh next week to get those from you. But, uh, man, that's that's a pretty good Final Four. Alabama, Tennessee on one side, and uh, uh, and Houston and uh, UCLA out of the other side. I tell you, you really can't lose with those four teams in the Final Four, right? You really can't. That'll be awesome. Okay, let's uh, we'll we'll wrap up your visit here today. And again, that's Junius Smith III joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning, as he does every Wednesday here on the show to talk about prep sports and just everything else that's going on, dude. Uh, since the last time you and I talked, like I said, which was two weeks ago, uh, Dontrez put his name in the portal uh, last week in the transfer portal last week. And then Damien uh, enters it uh, sometime in the last couple of days. Like I said, the days are running together on me here. But So we've got two Kinstonians, Tress from Carolina, Damien from Temple, that are in the uh, in the transfer portal. Throw Justin Wright in there from North Carolina Central. And I don't know if you were listening earlier in the show, but I was having this little fantasy, Junius, of, uh, dude, wouldn't it be awesome if the three of them said, you know what, let's combine our talents together and let's go to a, a program maybe an ECU, maybe an NC State, maybe, I don't know, a school that that we've not thought of. Before I ask you where you think they're going, I'd love to pick your brain on where you think they're going to go, but Junius, would that not be awesome to see uh, Trez, Damian, Justin all together on the same team? It would be awesome, and I know that it's going to be a very, very good time for, for anybody. Because, I mean, I feel like, if you have Damien running the one, uh, Justin as a shooting guard, and then Trez at the three. <laughs> Dude, let me ask you this. And you're you're a college basketball fan, and you know, we we've we've poked at uh ECU for so long. I can tell you, I know ECU's in on uh Trez. I know that personally. I know that uh they're very interested in Damien also, and you gotta figure they're they're interested in Justin. But I'm asking you, Junius, the three of them, they end up at ECU. How good is ECU next year? Tangibly, I mean, realistically, are they an NCAA tournament team next year? They ain't throwing to Corey Faison. Oh. I mean, look, they've got the opportunity to, to make it to the tournament. Dude, would that not be all? I'd forgotten about the Goldsboro's to Corey Faison. And then there's a kid from Northern Nash that's really good, too. And does that pretty much, I mean, I'm not sure to Corey is a five. He's probably a, a four. I mean, he's a solid four. He's a four. He's a four. Man, you just filled out every position there. Uh, and I know I'm just probably just imagining stuff out of the ether here, but I mean, like you said, 
Damien at the one, uh, Justin Wright at the two, uh, uh, Trez at the three, to Corey Faison at the four. Dude, you find a you know a solid five. They don't even really have to do anything except for rebound. Man, you have. <laughs> dude, I, I'm getting too excited. It's not going to happen, I know, but I'm getting way too excited about this, dude. And I don't blame you because that would be that would be wonderful. I mean, I wish ECU would have been recruiting in their backyard from the jump. Well, I tell you what, uh, Coach Schwartz and uh, all you ECU boosters and Pirate Club people. Hey, break out the checkbooks. Do what you got to do. Let's get these kids over. To, let's get these ENC kids. I'll tell you this, dude. I've been to plenty of ECU men's basketball games that average about, uh, dude, they average fewer fans at ECU games than you have at Kinston High games. And I'm not dissing. I'm not taking shots here at ECU, but it's the truth. You know it, Junius. They average about, I don't know, 900 fans, 1,000 fans a game. They say they have more than that. Maybe they sell more tickets, but I'm talking about the fans that are in there. Dude, you have those four over at uh, ECU. You're averaging at least 3,000 fans a game, don't you think? Without question. And if they're good, which I'm sure that they will be, that place will start to sell out. I would agree with you fully on that. Uh, again, Junior Smith third joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And I guess this will be my last question to you here. Look in your crystal ball, dude. Uh if right now, like I said, Damian just declared, uh, Trez did late last week. Uh, uh, Justin did last week too. I'd love to get your thoughts on the three of them. Where do you think they end up, dude? And again, I don't know what kind of insight. I know you're tight with the kids. I don't know what kind of inside knowledge you have, if any. But and let's start with Trez. Uh, Trez from Carolina. Where do you think he's going to end up at? You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. First off. I have no idea where any of them are going. Like, I don't talk to any of them when it comes to recruiting because, you know, yeah, I could I could have wound up having to drop on somebody, but there's just no point, in my opinion. It's just like, look, just let them, let them take their decision, like, let them make their decision and don't have any influence into it. With that being said, I feel like Trez may wind up going to mm, – <laughs> Like I said, dude, no one's going to uh, crucify you for this. This is just what Junior Smith the Third thinks at seven fifty-seven a.m. on Wednesday, March the twenty-second, the year of the Lord twenty twenty-three. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to NC State, but that's just all. I'm Kevin Keith is there. If he isn't, then he may take his name out of the transfer portal and go back to Carolina. Is that a problem? See, now that's something I haven't really thought about. Do you think that's a possibility? It is a possibility. The thing about it is, um, like, I feel like he put his name in the transfer portal because he is pretty much fed up with Hubert Davis, like most of us are as Carolina fans. But there's no telling because, look, as many people are leaving next year, Hubert has to play him. But he's got no choice. There you go. So uh, you're 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 leaning towards NC State. What about uh, Damian? Damian, I feel like he should stay at Temple, but Vanderbilt would be pretty cool for Damian. <laughs> what would be neat about that is too. I mean, he you know he that's the reason he transferred from Kenston to uh, the school in uh, in Georgia. 
for his senior year was was mainly because of Jerry and uh, Jerry. I think it was Jerry's little brother or Jerry's cousin that he played for at that school, uh, or he played for him in AAU, and they wanted him close there. So uh, hey, that's a good one, Vanderbilt. And but dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at State too. I was reading a State message board yesterday, and I know State has reached out to him. So I mean, that wouldn't be. Uh, we're talking about getting the three of them over at uh, ECU. Heck, they might end up over in Raleigh, dude. Hey, you never know. There you go. And Justin Wright. I mean, uh, now I never, you know, other than when Kinston played him every year and then when we saw him up at the Holiday Invitational, I didn't get to see a, a lot of Justin Wright, but he had a hell of a season himself too for NC Central. Uh, where, where do you think he ends up? Or where? who are the leading candidates for him? I feel like State would be big for him as well, but um, it would not surprise me if he went to ECU as well. Well, there you go. So, uh Junius Smith, the third ENC moments.com. Uh, man, we say, dude, talk about a fast moving, uh, 42 minutes that we just did. Uh, tell me, uh, well, what can we expect? Give us a little plug for ENC moments.com. I feel like what you can expect, um, just some more game stories. Hopefully I can do something as far as the all area teams. And then I'm also working on, I'll put together uh, something for a book that I received. So we'll see what happens. There you go. Junior Smith, third year, the man, dude. Thank you. It was good to talk to you again after two weeks. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right. Sounds good. There you go. That's Junior Smith's third uh, visit, encmoments.com. That wraps up our first hour. Coming up here in our second hour, Catherine Pearson from Lenore Community College on The Brian Hanks Show. <laughs> 